ladies and gentlemen, are we back on the bullshit today? We're in quarantine season. As Mark brought you on a quick episode, we've had a lot of WWE releases. And some of that was going to happen with or without a world pandemic. But because everybody's super emotional and alert at this point in time and making money in America is very important to everyone at this point in time and where their next meal is coming from is very important in America at this point in time. Vince McMahon showed everyone there is no fucks given. It's just business. This nigga Vince went zero to 100 on everyone. Anybody can get it. Vince McMahon is more dangerous than a motherfucker in the hood with a gun right now. He got everybody shaking in their boots from executives from wrestlers, on-air personalities, off-air personalities, production teams, everybody's getting it. And it's rightfully so. This pandemic has proved to Vince McMahon what he can really do with a reduced team. Let me start you guys off with a song. It's called Zero to 100, The Catch-Up by Drake. It is the most appropriate song for the moment in time. Pardon me. I'll be back in a minute. Let me let you understand. This Vince is on some Drake shit. And I support it. I'll be right back. Here you go. Zero to a hundred, Drake. And on some chill shit. We go zero to a hundred, nigga, real quick. Maybe on that rap to pay the bill shit. And now I'm that shit. Not even a little bit. Oh, Lord. Know yourself. Know your worth, nigga. My actions being louder than my words, nigga. How you so? I been still so down to earth, nigga. Niggas won't do it, we can do it on the turf, nigga. Oh Lord, I'm the rookie and the vet. Shout out to the bitches I ain't holding down the set. All up in my phone looking at pictures from the other night. She gon' be upset if she keeps scrolling to the left, dog. She gon' see some shit that she don't wanna see. She ain't ready for it. If I ain't the greatest, then I'm headed for it. Yeah, that mean I'm way up. Yeah, the six ain't friendly, but that's where I lay up. I don't think people get it. I don't think you get it. It's very important what's happening in the business of wrestling today. Let me start that over on you for a second, let you know what's going on. Listen to the lyrics, he's talking to you. Ain't no different than what's happening in the business. Fuck being on some chill shit. We go zero to 100, nigga, real quick. Maybe on that rap to pay the bill shit. And now I'm fed that shit, not even a little bit. Oh Lord, know yourself, know your worth, nigga. My actions being louder than my words, nigga. How you so I been still so down to earth, nigga. Niggas won't do it, we can do it on the turf, nigga. Oh Lord, I'm the rookie and the vet. Shout out to the bitches I ain't holding down the set. All up in my phone looking at pictures from the other night. She gon' be upset if she keeps scrolling to the left, dog. She gon' see some shit that she don't wanna see. She ain't ready for it. If I ain't the greatest, then I'm headed for it. Yeah, that mean I'm way No one in the WWE was ready for what Vince was about to do. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Wrestlers with Experience. If you hear me playing music from every so often, I'm experimenting, I'm learning, I'm figuring out how to put brand this show perfectly just for your audio experience and soon to be video experience. But Vince is not playing. 
Vince is coming with you. I'm trying something a little bit different on this episode. Fuck with me. I want to thank you guys for listening to all the content that me and Mark has been providing for you. Straight up and down. I appreciate that so much. With that being said, let's get the show going. As we all know, Vince McMahon has released a shitload of motherfucking talent. This shit's so disrespectful. I want y'all guys to forgive me, but I got to play a little bit of music in the background. I have to. Vince just proved to us that he is the OG of OGs right now in the professional wrestling game. I want you to understand that everything that Vince had to do 100% was necessary and needed to happen. Now we know at this time of the year, nine times out of 10, wrestlers are released. Sometimes 10 wrestlers, sometimes 15 wrestlers, sometimes 30 wrestlers. This is no strange thing. Every year after WrestleMania, especially in the last 15 to 20 years, Vince has been known to release talent. He has a full physical year because WrestleMania is their New Year's. And he now has a full physical year to decide and judge whether this piece of talent is worth his company's payroll. We watched it happen last year. We watched it happen the year before. We watched it happen the year before that and before that and before that and before that. And we had no problems with it. The difference is, is that we have a world pandemic. And with this world pandemic, it made everybody more alert to these talents that has lost their jobs. But I don't think people truly understand the magnitude and the mass amount of people that Vince has under his payroll. Yes, he is a $4 billion corporation. Yes, this year he is on a tread to make another $1 billion. But that still does not affect the overhead cost. It still that that still doesn't that still doesn't separate the fact that he has an overhead cost to keep this running company going. And you can sit up here and say that Vince is wrong or this is wrong. Shit was gonna happen. Rusev ain't wanna be there. He was gonna get rid of him anyway. Lana's Rusev's wife. She was gonna let go anyway. That's a fact. Are you going to sit up here and think that Vince is wrong for what he has done? Oh, I read, I read the subreddits. I read the dirt sheets. I also got about 70 friends who work in WWE. People that I met a long time ago. People that I associate with. People who I don't ask them for dirt information. But I do learn how the framework of the company has been. Even as a person who almost worked for that company. On the talent side. So I would truly be foolish or it would truly be ignorant of me to think that Vince is being petty when it's about saving his company. 99% of you who watch the WWE, who has a love for WWE, who has a love for the business of professional wrestling, whether it's New Japan, whether it's NWA, whether it's ROH, and all the other companies in between, You must understand that you don't run a business. And even if you do run a business, 
You ain't running a multi-billion dollar corporation. Vince McMahon has to be a master puppeteer, politician, and personality manager. We're not taking to assessment of this. I'm gonna break something down to you. Just publicly document it. Not publicly document it, but just known to me. Vince pays 603 fucking people. Not 10, not 20, not 30. 603 people are on his payroll. That's not counting ring crews, lighting crews, uh, truck production, and travel teams that moves equipment and lighting and production throughout the whole United States working at a 24-hour cycle. Air flights, gas, fixing trucks, fixing private planes, gassing up the private jets, rental cars, everything that we're not taking to an account that makes this company run. And on top of that, has 603 people that he has to pay. Along with that lighting crew, along with that ring crew, along with those trucking crews. Let's not talk about the warehouse workers who work in the factory. The people who run the WWE website. The people who come up with content for the WWE website. On-air personalities for the WWE website. Oh, when you order that WWE belt, when you order that WWE toy, when you order your t-shirts, do you know someone has to physically pack those t-shirts? Print up the label, label the box, ship it to your home for the love of you, for the love of your dollar, and for your love for the WWE. Let's not take it to the account that he has to pay a metal comp a company to produce said championship belts and metal plastic simulated lever and, and so on and so on. He also has to have a printing company that prints all of those t-shirts, even of the wrestlers that you do not like and do not support and, and say that you hate and not a fan of. So when you only, you pick the five wrestlers you like to buy their merch from, just remember, there's 447 other pieces of talent that has merchandise on that website, multiple uh, options of merchandise that you are not selecting to pick from which means Vince is making an initial investment into wrestlers and talent that you do not realize money out of his fucking pocket. But you saying Vince being fucking selfish. Some of you are saying Vince is being petty and some of you understand that this has to happen. I'm not saying he's right, I'm not saying he's wrong. In the name of business, it's just business. And the only rules to business is keeping it all business. Nothing's personal. I'm gonna break down this list to you motherfuckers. And if I sound very aggressive on this episode, it ain't the music in the background. It ain't that I'm pissed off at everyone. I don't think you understand what it takes to run this company. I'm not gonna mention salaries. That's an easy, baitable conversation that everybody has done on YouTube and everybody has done on their podcasts and everybody has done on their live streams and in their blogs and in their website reports and this, that, and the other. You can go to those motherfuckers for that. As the title of the song in the background goes, I'm the watcher of professional wrestling. 
And no, I'm not cutting a promo. I'm stating facts. Let's go all the way up to the top. Performance center staff, 16 people. Producers, 21 people. Music management, one person. The creative team has now been, from what I understand, from what someone explained to me from inside the company, we now have at eight people. Backstage personnel, 17. We have a few ambassadors of the company. I believe it's 13 or 14. Your broadcast team, not Michael Cole and Jerry Lawler and all of those other people that you see on camera and hear while your show is going live. That broadcast team that sits in the trucks, that sits mid-center in the arena, and produces that show so you can get your sound, your color, your commentary, and all of the pretty and sparkling things that you come down to. That production team has 64 fucking people. 22 referees. Half of you don't even know all the referees' names. A shame on you motherfuckers. Now let's talk about the UK Performance Center. and the recruiting system, there's two males, one female. And the U.S. Performance Center recruiting system, there's 18 male, 12 females. You got a bunch of wrestlers who don't necessarily belong to a brand. That's seven of them. That's your Edge, your Undertaker, and so on, and John Cena, and so on, and so on. On the air personnel, you got another two. NXT UK has 32 males, nine females. 205 Live has only been reduced down to six male wrestlers. NXT, the United States, the one that we watch every Monday night, 39 39 male wrestlers, 20 female wrestlers, three on-air personalities. Let's talk about SmackDown. 36 men, been reduced down to 36 males, 14 females. Raw has 32 males and now 13 females. Let's not forget Vince, Stephanie, Shane and H. The McMahon Levesque clan. That's four of them. Then let's talk about the board of directors and executive officers in the company. 14. Then you got another 12 senior management. Once again, all of the people who work in the Titan Tower, all of the people that are about to be contracted in another six months to help redesign the building that they're moving into. That's probably another 200 people for a temporary amount of time. Then let's not forget our ring crews, our lighting crews and truck production. That's almost 900 people Vince McMahon puts his name on the bottom of checks for. 900 people that he's responsible for. Some of you motherfuckers can't even keep your life in order. But Vince McMahon is keeping 900 plus people lives in order. Now, when you look back at that, now we go through a pandemic. And Vince, as smart as he is and as right he is, found a way to make himself essential. Not across the United States, just in one fucking state. A lot of you people are saying that's wrong of him. He shouldn't be like that. It shouldn't do that. How is he not essential? He got 900 people that he's essential for and y'all going crazy because he let go 33 and possibly be me letting go 100 fucking more. He made himself essential to still care for at least a minimal 
of 750 employees, none which have been furloughed, still getting a paycheck, still working from home, limited, limited and minimal staff in the building. Put some respect on that white man's name. Put some respect on the name of Vince McMahon at this moment. You don't have to be a fan of him. You don't have to like him. But what if you was a Vince McMahon employee and you were still getting your fucking check? What if you're one of those people who's making 250000 a year? Yeah, everybody's shaking in their boots because everybody realized that they may not be valuable to Vince McMahon. And Vince McMahon has to sit down with a set of people or a series of set of people, every division of his company and figure out who's gonna stay and who's gonna go. I guarantee you 300 of those motherfuckers was just coasting through the day. That day is over. And now you gotta show your worth to the man who signs your checks. Again, I'm not cutting a promo. I'm not spitting no lyrics to you. I'm spitting true facts. It has taken me a whole week to think this through. It's taken me about four or five days to think this through. Because it happened on Wednesday. We got to know about it on Wednesday. So let's count Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Today's Tuesday, motherfuckers. I have processed this literally for seven fucking days. So don't think I'm overreacting or underreacting. This is rational train of fucking thought. And you're going to sit here and tell me that Vince is wrong. There's a lot of people who should be fired. And we just saw a wave out of those 33 people. I think five should have kept their jobs. I think six of them belong in AEW. And that's real talk. So now, as Mark would say if he was sitting next to me, let's get down to the meat and potatoes of this motherfucker. When you sit down and think about it, Vince has been producing TV with a limited staff. And if you're a businessman and you're still pulling off the same beautiful production that Vince McMahon has, short of a full staff, you start realizing, I can do this with less people. And who is now a valued dollar of world wrestling entertainment? You got to really process that. You got to sit down and look at that. So now, now that we have that pushed aside, Let's look at the shows. SmackDown and Raw is still being produced as a three-hour show. Raw is being produced as a three-hour show. SmackDown is being produced as a two-hour show. NXT being produced as a one-hour show. With limited staff, he has been able to keep the ratings the same. Slightly under, but he's still in the top 40 television shows watched out of the top 50. That ain't hard to do when you've been on as television as long as Vince McMahon has been kept his product on television. Most TV shows have a problem producing 10 episodes of TV in one year. 
they take six to seven months of strategy, time off, this, that, and the other, three months worth of filming, and then booyah, you get 10 weeks of pro programming. Other, other shows may give you 22 weeks of programming, but they get days off. And the WWE, along with AEW, and New Japan and a few other wrestling organizations out there will sell you ain't no days off in wrestling. Football gets days off. They get a whole weekend. They get a whole summer. Baseball gets a nice couple of months off. Basketball gets a couple of months off. Hockey gets a couple of months off. Shit, college, basketball, football, baseball gets a couple of months off. Hell, the motherfuckers going to the Olympics at least get three years off. And in between that, they get a couple of months off as they get training and get ready for the lights, camera, and action to win their gold fucking medals once a year and then to qualify to move on every four fucking years. But in the business of sports entertainment and the world that Vince McMahon rebranded, refueled, and put on a jet and sit going across the sky. They can, like, a, like some military planes, you can only fuel in the air. And for the first time, Vince had to land the jets. And now that he's cleaning the jets off and he's refueling so slowly, he's learning how to make that jet faster and more efficient. And that jet that he's making faster and more efficient it's called the WWE. Oh, the XFL second run is over. So he got that $130 million loss. He'll make that back from the WWE. He's still one of the largest shareholders in his company and forever will be. And he has to sit back and go, wow. How do we make this jet lighter and faster? But can keep it going around the world for the next 30 something years only fueling in the air. And as he sits back, he lets go of a few people. He lets go of a Kurt Angle, a Drake Maverick, a Carl Anderson, an EC3, a Leo Rush, a Kurt Hawkins, a Eric Young, a Heath Slater, Luke Gallows, Aiden English, Sarah Logan, Mike Chioda, 33 years in the fucking company, Rowan Epico Primo, Mike Kanellis, Maria Kanellis, Zack Ryder, No Way, Jose Rusev, Alexander Jacek, and Dino Perazano. I think Drake Maverick should go to AEW. I think Carl Anderson should go back to New Japan. I think EC3 should go to AEW. I think Leo Rush should go to AEW. I think Kurt Hawkins should go to AEW. I think Eric Young should go to AEW. I think Heath Slater should go to AEW. I think Luke Gallows should go back to Japan. Aiden Ailes should go, should go to AEW. Sarah Logan should go to Japan. Mike Kyoto, take some time off and relax. Vince might bring you back, and you know that. Rowan, stay home. Epico, go back to somewhere else. Primo, go back to Puerto Rico. Mike and Maria Canellis, I think they should go to AEW. No way, Jose, don't show up in the business of professional wrestling again. You're a joke. Rusev, go over to AEW, and we know Lana is fired on the low, so take her with you. Alexander, stay out the business, and De uh, De uh, Deanna, stay out the business. 
What if these people cut and Kurt Angle don't need to wrestle again? But what if this wrestling talent was always on his list back in January? You think they make that decision at the last minute? This list has been building up. We know Leo Rush didn't belong there. We knew they had nothing for Kurt Herc Hawkins. Eric Young fell off the fucking NXT roster. Showed up on SmackDown one time in the middle of 2019. We ain't never seen him again. Aiden English got buried when they buried Rusev. They didn't even get a chance to win the tag team titles. Mike Chioda, respected. Always will be respected. Epico Primo, go back to Puerto Rican, Puerto Rico. Go wrestle for that murderous bastard. Carlos Colon or whatever his fucking name is. Mike and Maria Canellis, y'all bitch publicly. And you really didn't bring nothing to the WWE table. Zack Ryder is a fucking superstar. And he got punished because he built himself up. And they don't like that. And I think they should they should have took Zack Ryder and built the whole internet thing around him. He showed the WWE how the internet works. He showed the WWE the power of social media. And it was not respected. They should have had him as a that, that internet championship should have became a major staple for online matches only filmed at live events. Yes, I'm giving you guys a product and I know a few of you in the WWE corporate listen to this podcast. Take that run with it. But he should take that to AEW, create the internet championship and have that belt could be the champion the the, the lead championship belt on AEW Dark. Rusev can be a future AEW champion. He should have already been WWE champion. But now let's take a look at the wrestlers. I told you, oh, this ain't going to be no short podcast. We're going to talk the business. We're going to understand the business today. We're going to really get into it. Because I'm really, I'm in all of the subreddits. I talk with all of you guys on the subreddits. I talk with a few people in the company once every two weeks, this, that, and the other. But now let's talk about talent that should stay and should be fired. We're going to start with Monday Night Raw. I'm going to take my time with you guys. We're going to get into it. AJ Styles. I know that people don't want to hear this, but I think he only got one or two years left in him. You got you, you got You got the... The dude, Arkham, what's that group he's with? Um, the Lords of Pain or whatever the fuck they are. Get them the fuck out of here. Akira Tawaza, Tawaza, get him out of here. Let him go. Alex the Black, you got one year to figure out where you belong. Shut up or put up because you're basically at some point, your entrance is bigger than who you are as a wrestler. Andrade, you know you only got your job because you're sucking on Charlotte Flair's pussy. Don't get it twisted, nigga. You ain't that special. And you're only the United States champion because they don't know they don't know who else to put that belt on. Angel Garza, you're lucky they need to build Hispanic talent. Angelo Dawkins, he's down with Montez Ford. The motherfuckers got a position. They're gonna be in the company for another minimum, minimum five years. Apollo Crews, you just missed it, buddy. Oh, yeah, you got a phenomenal body. You're in great shape. You can perform. You can't go. 
but you got the personality of a fucking refrigerator. And that's the fact. Unless I want to go and open the refrigerator door and get something out of it, I really don't think about you. And the sad part is, I don't even think about, if you're thinking about a refrigerator, you only think what's in the refrigerator, not what's on the outside of it. And your tights and your ring gear happen to be your stickers. But ain't no place in position for you in the WWE. You got to go. Austin Ferry, new young talent, he got to get it together. Sorry, maybe they should cut him. Fuck it. Big Show, he should be moved to an ambassador for a company. Bobby Lashley, send him to AEW and let him be a fucking champion. Or give us Lashley, Lesnar, SummerSlam, or WrestleMania, and next year's WrestleMania, and turn him into the monster he should be. Put a world title on him and only let him show up once in every two months. Bobby Lashley is an attraction that is treated like an everyday fucking talent. He was attraction when you had him back in 2000 and change. You didn't put the WWE championship on him when he fought John Cena at the Great American Bash. That was the time to do it. New music, new gear, new everything. That was the time. When he came back, all we wanted to see was Lesnar Lashley. And Lashley should have, I think you should move him over to SmackDown, give him the Universal Championship, let him take it off of Braun Strowman, and build him for the next year. Let him only come in once a month to defend the title and wreck motherfuckers. Fuck, give him Paul Heyman as a goddamn manager and let Paul Heyman run roughshod with his promos and him on SmackDown. Lesnar Raw, him SmackDown. And then when the program comes for Lesnar versus Lashley, let Paul Heyman be the catalyst to get both of them over like he got Roman over. Brock Lesnar, we know he's staying. Who else is giving him $450,000 a pay-per-view, $250,000 a SmackDown Raw appearance? Segre Alexander, my man, you's a lucky motherfucker. Drew McIntyre, he's going to be there for another 10 years, guarantee. You got Eric and Igor from the, what's that group? It was, it was originally the, the War Machines, but the Viking Raiders. They're good, but they got to be booked right. Garza, Humberto Garza, get rid of him. We, like I said, Ivar, excuse me, I said Igor Ivar. Jinder Mahor, very special individual. Very special individual. And I'm gonna tell you, I'm explain to you guys why for a second. Let me turn the music down on that one. Let me explain to you about Jinder Mahal. Jinder Mahal came into this company, and when he first got in, I saw the potential in, in Jinder. I remember saying to Mark. No, remember saying to a good friend of mine, Mike Blade, Jinder Mahal is going to be the future WWE champion, but he must be booked with precision. He's only 33 years old. Only 33. And I think now that Drew McIntyre is WWE champion, they should build a feud with these two 
but not in the way you would think. I think to build up Jinder Mahal, you turn him face and have him and Drew McIntyre win the WWE Tag Team Championships on Raw and let them defend those titles for almost eight months. And then you let, and then if you book this right, and there's a reason why I turn the music down, and if you book this right, you can have the success of him, of Drew McIntyre, piggyback onto Jinder Mahal, giving the fans a reason to love him because they hated him because he was, they say he was the worst WWE champion. I just say he needs precision booking. That's a new term I created for the business, precision booking. And if you take Jinder Mahal and you book him alongside Drew McIntyre, keep that belt on Drew for a year and let that roller coaster fucking ride. And you let that tag team championship and you let them win belts and you let them hug and celebrate and this, that, and the other. And then right around SummerSlam time, you have Jinder ask him, you're my friend. You're my buddy. Do me a favor. I need a run back of that WWE championship. I didn't get my rematch before, but I'm asking you friend to friend. Me and you one time. SummerSlam. And as tag team champions, you let that man go up against him and you let Jinder Mahal lose clean. No heel turn. And then you have it when they go out and they defend those tag titles. And you and you do not let you use the tag titles to main event pay-per-views as long as gender is champion or gender is in his corner. Not helping him cheat, keeping people from cheating him from the championship. And you book that all the way through the year. And then all of a sudden. And then all of a sudden the Royal Rumble comes around and you let, what's his name? You let Drew McIntyre do Jinder Mahal a favor and let him win the Royal Rumble. Helps him win the Royal Rumble. And then begins the breakup of separation. Let them stay as the tag team champions. You say, you have him say, I didn't need you to do that. I couldn't have done that. And he goes, I'd rather wrestle my friend and let him say, I wouldn't have earned that. And then you have the sneaky foundation shakeup. And maybe you might start building Jinder Mahal with precision booking into the biggest heel for Drew McIntyre. And then you dust off the bells of Heath Slater and let Jinder and Drew McIntyre main event WrestleMania. Or be the WWE championship match with their little friend from 3MB as the referee. And you build a program around them and talk about how they was the joked about and how they was this and how he wasn't ready for the WWE championship. And now he's ready. So now you have champion versus champion. Champion versus champion for the WWE, not champion, tag team champion, champion versus champion for the WWE championship. 
And then in the middle, you throw Heath Slater as the special guest referee. And if you could do it right, you can put the WWE Championship on Jinder Mahal and he'll be the perfect heel for the new generation. You'd be a perfect heel for what's happening right now. And then you can play a little bit of hot potato with that belt. Even if you give Jinder another three months with the WWE Championship, we need a heel to walk away as champion next year in one of the matches. And let Jinder be that person and keep the tag team championships on them and have these two feud as champions with the tag team championships. And then when you build up the right tag team, have them use that capitalism to take the WWE tag, uh, Raw Tag Team Championships off of them because the build would be perfect. And then you can have that third and final match, the closing match between Jinder Mahal and Drew McIntyre. That's what happens when you cook in a wrestling kitchen. That's all I'm saying. That's how I would do it. That's my Christmas to you guys. Now, Kevin Owens is a very special one. He has said he wants to be in the WWE. He wants to stay in the WWE. He wants to retire in the WWE. I say allow Kevin Owens to do that, but have him to help build other wrestlers. Plain and simple. Let him build other wrestlers. I don't see him becoming WWE or Raw Universe or the, or, or the Universal Champion ever again. It's over with. Or maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Murphy, there's potential, but the few gotta be built right. Keep him. Randy Orton, I think he's an attraction. He should only be used six times a year. Rey Mysterio, get him out of here. That's it. He's always injured. Get Rey Mysterio out of there. I hate to say that. Ricochet, move him back down to NXT where he belongs. Riddick Moss, we don't know what they're doing with him. Get rid of him or do something. R-Truth is a very special person. I think R-Truth deserves a WWE Championship run. Or have it where he wins the title for one night and drops it the next night. Whatever you do, he needs one WWE Universal Championship or WWE Championship. He is low-key the WWE's most valuable player. And no one would doubt me in the questioning of that. He took the 24-7 championship and almost made it more valuable than the WWE Championship. Just with his performance alone. And he's the only person to make Brock Lesnar laugh. Samoa Joe, get him the fuck out of here. Let him go to AEW. That's more his crowd. He's injury prone, and by the time you and if you want to prone him for the WWE Championship, then you should let Samoa Joe go toe to toe with Drew McIntyre at the Survivor Series and let him take the belt off of Drew McIntyre and give Joe sixty days with the championship. And like I said about the Jinder Mahal situation, if you booked it my way, let Jinder Mahal help him get the WWE Championship back. But Samoa Joe should be booked against Drew McIntyre because he made Brock, him and Brock had a great match two years back. 
Samoa Joe is a great as a great record machine for to, for Drew McIntyre to go up against. Seth Rollins is low key a star, but his next WWE Championship run, if it's going to happen, is going to be forced. And I always felt Seth Rollins was always a forced w force fed WWE champion. Shelton Benjamin, I think he'll do better over at NXT. Let him grind the young talent and build them into the future superstars of tomorrow. And Titus O'Neil, he should be moved over to WWE brand ambassador. Now let's look at the female wrestlers of Raw. Yes, this is going to be a little bit of a longer episode than what I normally do. You got Asuka. Asuka's going to win the WWE Women's Raw or SmackDown Championship again, and she will be a multi-time champion. Becky Lynch, definitely not going nowhere. Keeper. Bianca Belair, if there's going to be a woman to main event, last match, WrestleMania, and if they keep WrestleMania a two-night event, the women should main event one night and the men should main event the other night. But Bianca Belair deserves to be the last woman holding a belt up at the end of the fucking night. I'm not saying that because she's a black woman. I'm saying that because Bianca, and I, I mean, because I'm black. I'm saying that because Bianca Belair is pure fucking talent. And it should be her and Charlotte Flair at next year's WrestleMania in the main event of one of the fucking nights. No questions asked. Anybody who disagrees with me, please point out the reason why that should be disagreed with. And then I'll argue the factor with you. She's already more famous than her tag team championship boyfriend. And Montez Ford got a personality. But Bianca got an it factor. Billy Kay, they haven't done much with her. Figure it out or get her out the fucking company. Kari Zane, figure it out or get her out the company. Lana, as we understand, from, I understand from what I've been told or what we learned, that she's low-key already gone. Liv Morgan, I don't think we're going to get much more out of her. Natalia, should be moved over to Brand Ambassador. Unless they take her and Beth Phoenix and give them the Women's Tag Team Championships and let them run until they can and let those two develop the Women's Tag Team Championships over the next year and a half. I've always said they should have been the first two women to touch those belts and they should really define. They should go to Raw. So they should be considered free agents. Whoever is the Women's Smackdown Champions, those two women should be considered free agents. And as those two are free agents, they should be the only ones that roam between Raw, SmackDown, NXT, and NXT UK. And for the next year, you use Beth and Natalie to build those females up. And then you could put together legit female tag teams and tag teams and let them run. Nia Jax is low-key an attraction. And though I'm not a fan of her work. There's a lot of people who love Nia. And I think Nia should be treated like an attraction, but not as an attraction with the WWE Championship. I think she should be branded as, I think they should book her as the Andre the Giant of the women's division. That's my personal thing. Peyton Royce, I don't know what to do with them. I say let them go. Ruby Riot, 
not a future champion. She might be a future Raw's Women Champion if she's booked right. She's one of those uh, slow bloomers. But if done right, Ruby Riot can be done. I think they should keep her job. I think she should keep her job. And I think she should be booked in the right direction. And I think Ruby, if they create a secondary like Women's Intercontinental Championship or Women's United States Championship, she should be the leader of that belt and, and, and get them bitches ready. Shayna Baszler is a future women's WWE SmackDown or Raw champion. Keep her, no problem. Selena Vega, she's a very petite woman. She's a good wrestler, and I think she should keep her job. But it's time to find a way to start building Fia Trinidad, a.k.a. Selena Vega. Now let's move over to the SmackDown roster. I know this may seem a little long, but let me take my time. Let me talk my shit. Big E, future WWE champion or universal champion should keep his job. Bo Dallas should be put with his brother, even if he's a showpiece. Braun Strowman, our current universal champion, he's a great talent. I think he just needs a little bit of a visual gimmick change. Time to put some tights on him, try to do something. Do something. He's got it. And I think he should run with that universal championship for the next year. There's no one else to put that belt on on SmackDown. Curtis Axel, time to let him go. Daniel Bryan, time to let Daniel Bryan go. I think WWE is restricting him, and if he wants to go brain dead somewhere and push himself to the limit, I think Daniel Bryan will do better justice in AEW at this time in the business than any other time before. It's just a fact. Tell me I'm wrong. But he doesn't belong in the company no more. Dolph Ziggler should be let go. Or move Dolph Ziggler to NXT and let him rock and fucking roll. And that could be said for the same thing with Daniel Bryan, but I think it's over for Daniel. Drew Gallick, I want to like him, but I feel as if he's Daniel Bryan without the fame. And I think it's time to let him go. Elias, time to change that gimmick. Get him in a pair of tights, get him in some ring gear, and let's build Elias because that is a future fucking sep- uh, superstar. And you should build him as your workhorse champion. So therefore, get Drew G- uh, Elias should keep his fucking job. The Fiend Bray Wyatt, he's already a WWE Hall of Famer. Then there's another wrestler called the Grand Metallic. I think they should let him go. Jackson Riker, he's special to me. And I'm going to tell you why. This dude in AEW was Gunner. He has a phenomenal build. He's 37 years old, so he's reaching that wrestling prime. And we all know wrestlers between the age of 35 to 45 reach something called the wrestling prime. And that's when we get the best out of them, especially a wrestler between 40 and 45. I think we need to get him in there and get him in some major feuds and put a major title on him and let him run. And I think they should go back to his name Gunner and just take the hit on the head with the name. Jeff Hardy, a waste of fucking space, but the emo community, he need him. Jimmy and Jay Uso, AKA the Fatus, they're great, but they need a great tag team to work with. And as individuals, I don't think it'll work. John Morrison, I think he belongs over at NXT. Let him keep his job. Kalisto, he's good, 
but there's no position for him on the main, main rosters. He might do better in AEW or you move him over to NXT. Let's fire King Corbin. Kofi Kingston, I think he's going to end up being gone in the next two years. And I think he's slowly winding down. And, and if you want to build a big E, let him wreck the other two members of his team. Lars Sullivan should be let go automatically. Racist rants has done um, porn in the WWE as an act of after before becoming an active wrestler. I think he should go. You got another wrestler uh, called Luz Durando. And let me tell you something. WWE has a lot of Mexican wrestlers. I think there's about 25 of them. And they do nothing with these Mexican wrestlers. And it's fucking sad and insulting. So the truth is, I think WWE should create a Mexican division when this is all over. And have WWE Lucha. And you have it with WWE produce a Saturday network show with a premiere all of the lucha wrestlers and you have the wwe heavyweight lucha championship the lucha tag belts and a in a secondary lucha belt and let the luchas push themselves unlimited and then you just hire as many lucha wrestlers and get 40 wrestlers and put them on that show and build them separately that is a motherfucking fact and that's how I would build that. WWE Lucha or WWE Mexico. Whatever it is. A bunch of masked wrestlers who know what the fuck they're doing and don't need don't need anything. And give us that those beautiful classic Mexican and Lucha, Mexican slash luchador matches that we have grown to love and seen. And let's put some respect on the Mexican community. And have Rey Mysterio be a commentator and an ambassador and an interviewer and bring those female luchadors and let the female luchadors go at it because the only time i believe females can go up against the men is in female luchador wrestling and that's a fucking fact the miz should become a wwe brand ambassador let me let me let me turn the music down on us for a second i have a major issue with the miz He's one of the only men to main event WrestleMania, but never get a run back on the WWE championship. And for a minute there, I think they blew the ball and it should have been the Miz versus Daniel Bryan for the WWE championship. The problem with that is, is that the Miz, for some reason, doesn't know how to He's great at marketing, but maybe maybe they just don't see what I see in the Miz. Maybe maybe I, they just don't see what the what fans see in him. He is a marketing thing. I know a lot of people don't like him, but he's great on the promos. He stays injury free. He's a great wrestler, but he knows how to carry. When he cut that promo on Daniel Bryan that was phenomenal on SmackDown. They should have found a way to have him in the Miz main event or be a co-main event of WrestleMania and have it where Miz is dropping the, the one of the championship belts back over to Daniel Bryan. Straight up and down, no questions asked. Anyway, moving forward. Mojo Rally, I definitely believe 100%. 
that Mojo rally should be let go. Mustafa Ali, there's a very unique position for Mustafa Ali. And I think he should be moved over to NXT. I think he should be built as a specific style of wrestler. But I don't think there's a future for him. So if it was me personally, I'm letting Mustafa Ali go. And again, this episode is to, to break down how much talent WWE has. And the only way to do that is to break down each fucking wrestler to you. And it gets really sad when you start looking down the roster. You got Otis. He has a future in the company. I don't see him there long if they don't figure out what to do with him. Robert Roode. I'm not I'm not I'm shocked that he still has a job, but I'm not shocked that he still has his job. It's like a it's like a 50-50 thing with Robert Roode. Robert Roode should be built into the next WWE and Universal Champion. And they should spend special attention with Robert Roode because he was a fucking superstar. A fucking superstar in Impact's last TNA wrestling. And that's a fact. Roman Reigns, fire him. Let him go. I already know that the word is that there's bad blood between Vince McMahon and Roman Reigns, and that's great when it's said and it's great when it's talked about. But Roman Reigns is one of those men he has gained, he has a right to be worried about his health at this period. But I think if you let go of Roman Reigns, that shows everybody on the roster that they can step up. It also shows a lot of people that they won't be held down because Roman is now there. And I think if Vince let go of Roman, he now sees that he has to build new talent because the trick with professional wrestling is building new talent. If you take WCW and you look at the period between 1995 and to the closing of his doors in 2001, they only built one wrestling talent and his name was Goldberg. How sad is that? Five years, you only built one. If six years, you only built Goldberg. They didn't build not one new piece of talent. And they had a roster full of some of the most talented wrestlers. They also had AJ Styles first. But AJ Styles had to perfect AJ Styles. I think it's time to let go of Roman. Sami Zayn, great wrestler, great personality. I do not like his ring gear. I don't like his gimmick. I don't like his fucking face, to be honest with you. But he is a phenomenal talent, and I think they should let him go and let him run over to AEW. Sheamus, let him go. Or make him an ambassador. Shinsuke Nakamura. I don't. Me and Mark have disagreed on this many times, which is my co-host Mark Knight Morell. And Shinsuke Nakamura should either be built with a manager, a female manager who talks great English, a female Japanese manager who talks great English, who can come out representing Japan, who is proud of her culture who dresses in her culture at times, but an ex-female wrestler or a current female wrestler who, who, who flawless in English and can rock them. They need to Rusev and Lana Nakamura and some female and have it where this female can get in the ring and she's volatile as the men. But it's always a well-kept secret. And that's it. Shorty G, let him go. 
Steve Cutler, I think he's been gone already. Tucker, keep him. Wesley Blake, figure something out. I'm giving him a year. Xavier Woods, phenomenal talent, should be moved over to on-air personality. That Achilles heel tear is a, is a very unique injury. And when you tear your Achilles heel, it has a lot to do. Now let's move over to the WWE SmackDown woman talent. Alexa Bliss, let her keep her job. Bailey, let her keep her job. Carmella, she's good. And she's getting better. Let her keep her job. Dana Brooke, I would give her six months to get on the toilet and, and get off the toilet or shit. Improve her wrestling style or something or tell Dana Brooke take six months off go back to that female bodybuilder and let's build you into the monster of the one of the monsters of the female division because when she looked best when she was a female bodybuilder Ember Moon phenomenal talent has not gotten an opportunity to do anything but unfortunately has a major Achilles tear and she's out for another year Lacey's Evans, repackage her, build her as the female Sergeant Slaughter. That is it. You can get 10 years out of Lacey. She's a former Marine. They should build that respect around her. She's only 30 years of age and she can do it. So I think build, rebuilding Lacey should be one of the smartest and most attractive things. When I mean attractive, I'm not saying she's attractive because she is attractive, but but the attractive thing to do with her to get that audience. Lacey Evans can be the future female Sergeant Slaughter. Let her represent the Army and future WWE Women's or SmackDown champion. No question to ask. Mandy Rose, I think she needs to be partnered with somebody and be a dangerous element. She's a very, she's very muscular-esque. She's extremely gorgeous. She's one, and, and I, she's one only, between her and Lacey Evans, she's only one of the white women I would date in that company. But, Lacey, uh, man, I mean, excuse me, Mandy Rose should 100% be put in a certain type of position. I think they could have did something with her and Goldust, but they didn't do it too well. She's only 29 years of age. I think something definitely needs to be done with her. I think they need to figure it out and figure it out fucking fast. Mickey James should be moved over to NXT and let her help build the new talent going up. And she should get a run as the WWE NXT champion. She's in that very unique age at 40 where she's in her prime and she hasn't missed a fucking step. Naomi should keep her job. Nikki Cross, she's a weird one to me, but keep her. Sasha Banks, they should let go. I don't think they want to put the title back on her, but she's one of those talents you don't want to lose. But I don't care. I don't think she cares if she gets fired, and I don't think she cares if she stays. And I think she's the 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 epitome of a millennial fuck who feels entitled because of what she accomplished when her only mat, her only real good match, in my personal opinion, and her claim to fame match is against Bailey at the NXT Takeover. It was a moment in time. It was great. And I do not think they're going to recapture that if you give them a SummerSlam or a Survivor Series or a WrestleMania to do that. Though that match should be safe for them. If you can't get nothing out of her in another year, let her go. Sonya Deville. I'm going to stop for a second here. Let's not forget Maurice is still on what you call it. And Tamina. I think Tamina. No disrespect. I think let her hit the gym. Let her knock down about 25 pounds, maybe 30, 
and build Tamina as a champion. They should put that a championship on her, whether NXT, WWE, or, 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 or WWE SmackDown Championship, or WWE Raw Women's Championship, and let her be the champion that we all knew she could have been when she first came in. She can wrestle, she understands the ring, she's a, she's a pretty girl, and she can get it done. Now let me go back to Sonya Deville. And let me explain to you why it is very important that they were having these empty arena matches in WWE and AEW right now. It is the smartest thing that is happening because now the talent does not have the false pretense of relying on the wrestling fans to decide if they're doing a good job or not. Because this past SmackDown, Sonya Deville actually showed she has a future in this company and before that promo she did before that promo she did with mandy rose about why she betrayed her and shit like that she showed that she can go don't push her push her with the gay agenda don't push her with being the leader of the lbgt community don't give her i want to use the right word don't give her clutches don't get crutches that to, to rely on let her be relied on for her talent and her wrestling ability and i think you can get a champion out of her she's only 26 years old i think she still runs immature keep her in the company wait until she's around 30 and if she can make it in the company for the next two years between 28 and 30 you might have a future wwe champion on your hands but do not lead with the story of being the LBG person, LG, LGBT person. Don't lead with the story is that she used to be a formal mixed martial artist. We need to you need to build her as a fucking badass that knows what she's doing, because you're starting to see that she's learning how her identity in the ring. And I know if you watch Total Divas, whether you think it's fake or not, she's literally building herself into something, but she does not know yet. And I think it's simply because Sonya didn't know how to measure the fans and when you don't know how to measure the fan reactions you don't know how to measure yourself and with all this empty arena shit going on we're seeing talent learn how to measure themselves because they don't have a crowd booing or chanting boring or this that and the other they have to rely off of each other and wrestling has lost the point where talent have to work with each other they're doing things at each other but not doing things with each other and that was happening in the beginning under Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville, Otis, and Dolph Ziggler program. But now, that promo, go back and watch the promo from this week's, last week's SmackDown. She was good, she was believable, and she was credible. And if they keep, and if they keep doing these empty arena shows, you can really turn Sonya Deville into a premier fucking champion. So when in two years you can get a Sonya Deville versus Shayna Baszler, and you can get a Sonya Deville versus Ronda Rousey, maybe in a year at a WrestleMania. Oh, we're not done yet, people. We got a little bit while to go. If you think about 205 Live, I think they need to rebrand that and throw extra wrestlers in there and get it done and let that show become stand on its own i think tony nee should keep his job i think the singh brothers should become the tag team division of that job which they are 
uh, gentleman Jack Gallagher. He's okay. Brian Kendrick is okay. And Devar um, and and um, Devari. I think he's cool. But now we go over to NXT UK. I know it's long, but we're gonna get. We have to go through it because I can tell you there's nine. There's there's seven hundred and something people that that'll be have seven hundred and fifty people that Vince will have left. But you gotta understand, he was responsible for nine hundred. You want to laugh? I'm literally at the hundred and ninety-six person. We got Adam Cole, future. WWE Hall of Famer, future Universal Champion, future WWE Champion, without question. Astro, Astro Rush, let him go. Boa, let him go. Bobby Fish, keep him. Brendan Veek, keep him. Bronson Reed, some of you don't even know who these people are. Cameron Grimes, let him go. Damian Priest, figure something out with him or let him go. Martin Harris, move him over to NXT UK. Let him run. Dexter Loomis, let her go. Let him go. Dominique Djavik, let him go. Again, you got um, George Akla Broly, which is El Helio del Fantismo. Build a WWE Lucha show around him. Fandango, great talent, captivated the crowd. He should be there to help the young talents move forward. Keep him. Finn Balor. I think they should let him go so he can be a better wrestler in AEW or New Japan. I would let Finn Balor go. Isaiah Swerve, let him go. Jake Atlas, let him go. James Drake, do something with him. The boy got talent. Joaquin Wild, let him go. Johnny Gargano, when he moves over to the main roster, is going to be a major problem for him. He's going to be one of those guys that you realize, oh, I didn't know he was that small. Karrion Cross, <sighs> Killer Cross, I think he's already on SmackDown, if I'm right. Keith Lee, future WWE Universal, WWE Champion, Universal Champion. Killian Dane, do something with him, but I personally will let him go. Um, Connor Reeves or Noah Kiowa, Keanu Reeves, Connor Reeves, let him go, or put him with the New Day and and brand him and do something, do something with him. Koshida, let him get the fuck out of there, or create w, or, or or create WWE Red Sun do something WWE red flag WWE Japan and build 50 Japanese wrestlers around each other male and female and get them over there that's it Kali O'Reilly phenomenal phenomenal definitely has a future he's your workhorse you should put the WWE championship on him Matt Riddle let him go Oakley Larkin let him go Pete Dunne uh, you could put the WWE championship on him you can legit put the WWE Championship on him and Pete Dunne can fucking go. He showed that when he went toe to toe. I've told Mark, if Pete Dunne, when Pete Dunne goes toe to toe with Walter, we're going to see what he's made of. And Pete Dunne fucking showed that. 
And Pete Dunne should be the WWE champion in the next two years. No questions asked. I hate to say it like this, but he's definitely your new Chris Benoit. Raw Menzinda, let him go. Rinku, let him go. Roderick Strong, phenomenal. Keep him. Let's see who else. Shane Thorne, let him go. Timothy Thatcher, I think they should let him go. Tomasa Ciampa, phenomenal wrestler, king of NXT. You should work him. I, I don't think he should ever move to the main route. I don't think he should be on the other two shows. He should be uh, gold brand, life brand, for sure. Tyler Breeze, let him go. Velveteen Dream, future WWE champion NXT or universal champion, for sure. Zach Gibson, I say keep him. There's potential in him. He's an English professional wrestler. He's great at what he does, and I like him, and he should do something. Now we look at the NXT female roster. Ayana, let her go. Candice LeRae, she's got a future. Obviously, Charlotte Flair, future WWE champion. And like I said, six, 15 times queen already. I believe 11 times between WWE and, women, and, and I mean Raw and SmackDown champion. She's already three times NXT champion, which makes that 14 championships. And then technically she was the last WWE Divas championship and was crowned the new champion when she won the championship. And the conversion era, 15 times queen. Chelsea Green, let her go. Dakota Kai, do something with her. Iri Shirai, let her go. Jasmine Duke, let her go. Casey, Casey Casnazzo, let her go. Caden Carter, keep her. Marina Chavez, keeper. Mercedes Mendez, special fucking champion. Should be the future WWE SmackDown on Women's Champion. Mia Yim, phenomenal wrestler, but she's a slow bloomer. Without question. I think she's black and Asian, something like that. Raquel Gormaz, figure out something with her. Rhea Ripley, future champion. She was just a late, she was a recent transitional WWE NXT champion, women's champion. She's great. She should do something. Santana Garrett, let her go. Scarlett Bordeaux, do something with her. She's good. Stozy Blackheart, she's good. Figure out something with her. Tegan Knox, keep her. Vanessa Bourne, keep her. Zaylee, keep her. Zaylee, excuse me. Zaylee, Zaylee, keep her. I want you to understand that's 274 wrestlers. Now, it may seem like don't get lost in what I'm doing in this podcast. I just want you guys to understand where we're at. Excuse me, I was 291 talents. In NXT UK, I'm not going to go over. I'm not going to touch. I'm not going to run on that. But when do we. When do we realize that there's a future that needs to be had in the WWE. When do we when do when do we realize when do we say to ourselves, "Oh, we got something we need to do with these people. We got something that we need to figure out with these people. We got something we need to get done with these people." And I think Vince is learning. He may be 70 something years old, but he's learning. 
I'm going to close out this podcast, but I want you guys to sit back and think. If you had 900 pieces of talent, I just went off on 290 something. I could have ran. I could have kept fucking going. There's a, I would fire half the roster and I would build a tighter and stronger show. And let's not talk about the other 160. Oh, I almost forgot. It was over a thousand people, over 160 talents that are sitting in developmental with contracts that we don't even fucking know about that are getting paid, even not being on television, just being paid to train. What about that shit? Are we not being realistic? Are we not thinking it through? Are we not realizing the responsibilities of Vince McMahon, as I was saying in the beginning of this episode? I dragged that out on purpose because you needed to hear the talent. And if I'm looking at the list that a friend of mine sent me of every talent sitting home just in developmental that's not even hit NXT, that hits those three rings at the Performance Center. Oh, let's not think about the cost. Oh, yeah. I don't know what happened. It just I'm looking at all my notes. What happens to the cost of running the the, the, the developmental center? $42 million a year to run that program? You got $42 million to give Vince McMahon to keep everybody paid? Let's not talk about what it costs to rent buildings, licenses, fees, insurance policies, this, that, and the other. The cost of what it costs to run this giant corporation. I think we need to sit back and really look at what Vince has to focus on. What Triple H has to focus on. What Stephanie has to focus on. What Shane has to focus on. A building with 200 to 300 plus employees that we don't know about. What do you do then? What about a good friend of mine's Carano who's WWE talent? He's a... in charge of WWE talent. He's not talked about a lot. No, he's not. But, excuse me, I was looking something up. Pardon me. But you got Steve Carano who's running around. Not Steve Carano. Not, not, not Steve Carino. But you have a guy named Carano who works for the company. And this motherfucker has to get the talent moving back and forth. Letting them know what they can do and can't do. It's not fair. He's the one who's probably making all the phone calls, letting people go. Now what do you do? Oh, let's not talk about a show they produced called Total Divas. You're not thinking about that, are you? Oh, no, you don't think about that. But we're sitting here blaming Vince. There's a lot of shit. There's a lot of shit that we don't talk about. We didn't even get into the talent relations management. We didn't even get into agents in the company. 
So when Vince books out a large building, there's about 200 people running around that building that he's in charge of. Now what? Who do who who do you who do you talk to then when that type of shit hits the fan? Hmm? There's no one to talk to. You got one man who's probably making every phone call to people who has to take that type of heat and then hope that Vince don't let him go either. It's something to think about, man. I'm going to close out the show. But I want people to sit back and really look at everything this company does. There are people in this company that you will never know the names of. Right now, WWE stock is standing at $40.54. Some of us ran out and bought 50,000 shares. You might have a question and you might be looking at Vince as how do I keep getting my $40.54 when I came in and bought that shit at 12 fucking dollars a share. What do you say to Vince when you need that return in your money? You're sitting on 20,000 shares or you're sitting on 50,000 shares or 200,000 shares. Oh, let's not forget the doctors that WWE keeps on payroll. Hmm? The physician physicians. Chris Robertson, Jeffrey Westfield, Westerfield. Hmm? Christopher Ann, Mark Utterberg, Tom Sisk. What about them? What about the cardiologist? Brian Donahue. What about the person who takes care of impact issues? Mark Lovell. What about VJ Kimball? Huh? What about Jeffrey R. Douglas, the medical associator? What about the medical director in WWE, Joseph, Joseph Moran? Hmm? Then you got people who are around for impact testing, cardiovascular testing, comprehensive uh, uh, wellness staffing and testing, substance abuse staff, the annual physicians, healthcare referrals. Hmm? What about the professional development? What about the community work staff that you don't hear names of? See, I keep listing shit and I don't think people are fathoming what's going on. Fuck the coronavirus. Put that aside. Vince is not a businessman. He is a business man. Vince McMahon is the business of this company. What about your standards and practices department? Hmm? Oh, you don't think about those people. You don't think about those people. Vince got investors to answer to. Because if I got a dollar in WWE, I need to make my dollar, especially in this time when the coronavirus has stopped America. And if I'm a shareholder, and if I was, I would never tell anyone. If I'm a shareholder, nigga, your best answer to me. Because there's some shareholders 
who only spent 50,000 to get in and they might have a million floating that they can't bounce back and forth because they believe in this company. And what about the people? Vince unloaded, bought $150 million worth of shares out there. That's a lot of people he was answering to. I am the watcher of professional wrestling. No promo, fact. So what do you do then? Do you guys even know what the WWE quarterlies look like? Do you read the quarterly letters? Do you get those emails as a stockholder? Did you get the did you get the the COVID-19 business update? Did you get the first report the, the first quarter report in 2020? Did you know that Sony Pictures in India Sony Pictures, Sony, Sony Pictures India and WWE expanded their chan- expanded their partnership in India. Did you get that email? Did you get the email that they was thinking early on that WrestleMania was already big was going to be split into two nights? That was already something that was in the works, not something that just happened. I'm just keeping it real with you. Did you get the January 30th quarterly di- uh, dividend? Did you did you did you get the letter with WWE announce there's a management transition going on down in Stanford between trademarks and licenses and this that and the other? Did you get that email from Matt from Autumn? No, you didn't. You're not a shareholder. You didn't have to respond to that, did you? You don't got those responsibilities that someone else like myself may have and other people may have. Hmm? Did you participate in the UBS Global TMT conference in 2019 with WWE? Did you get your October quarterly dividend? Quarters every three months. October is the top of the fourth quarter. A very important quarter. I'm not talking shit. I'm talking facts. I want to put some respect on Vince's name. I'm a stockholder. I give a fuck about what happens with this company. I watch everything. That's all I got to say about that. I ran my ear, your ears off the last hour and a half not because I want to be mean not because I'm thinking people are morons I think the wrestling community is one some of the most intelligent fans on the planet and I'm not a fan of professional wrestling I am a supporter of professional wrestling and no one quite understands that when I say it I'm not a fan I'm a supporter because I've been put my money where my mouth is when it came to this fucking business. And shout out to, and I hate shout outs, but shout outs to all the other investors in WWE who don't have only three to four shares. Some of us are sitting on 21,450 shares 
and I want to know what my money can do for me, Mr. McMahon. Because the investors are the real supporters of WWE. Because when they went public, they put their money where their mouth was. And when you have stockhold in something, when you own a piece of something, you care what that piece of something can give you. All due respect, fuck you if you don't understand what I'm talking about. I'm the watcher of this shit. I talk reckless about this shit. I understand this business through and fucking through. And if you bought a ticket to any WWE show, you're a supporter and investor in the product too. If you bought WWE t-shirts, wrestling belts, toys, figures, video games, and anything with that WW slash logo on it. Whether you did it from the early 70s to the late 70s to the early 80s to the late 80s from the early 90s to the late 90s from the early thousands to the top of the 10s and now in the 2020s. You put money up, you're an investor too. And when you put money up for WWE, you put money up for AEW. And that means you also put money up for the NWA. Just because you invested in one company does not mean you invested in all the companies. Because if you are a fan who bought a few t-shirts, you helped us stockholders understand why we should keep our monies in the company. I'm not spitting or for the white people, I'm not saying any opinions. I'm spitting, my opinion was who should be fired and who should be stayed. That's where my opinion was at when I read through almost 290 names. I'm talking facts. You think I'm lying? Test me. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Dietrich Davis, the watcher of professional wrestling, reckless with his mouth, yes, disrespectful, yes, angry, yes, but the one thing I have been known to do on this show, and Mark can contest to that, that when I spit a fucking fact, it's a researchable and realistic fact. Put some respect on Vince's name. Plain and simple. Because those stockholders help WWE beat WCW. And some of us who made a, who earned a little bit of change knew what to do with it. That's all I got to say about that. I thank you so much for listening to another episode of The Important Nobodies. My name is Dietrich Davis. I respect and love all of you guys. I'm not a fan of professional wrestling. I'm a supporter of professional wrestling through and through. And I appreciate you guys for the last hour and a half letting me run your mouth Mark Knight Morell will be bringing you NWA and New, J- New Japan and other international reports, information, 
updates and what's going on with those independent shows happening overseas and with New Japan and NWA. I'm going to make sure I bring you some AEW talk. I don't want to bore you with just WWE. This is Wrestlers with Experience. I am one half of the illustrious tag team of this podcast called Wrestlers with Experience, and I'm out. I leave you with some Drake, zero to 100, because that's how Vince is keeping it. Listening to the lyrics. This is a Vince McMahon song if you really think about it. Thank you so much. Fuck being on some chill shit. We go zero to 100, nigga, real quick. They be on that rap to pay the bill shit. And I don't feel that shit, not even a little bit. Oh Lord, know yourself, know your worth, nigga. My actions being louder than my words, nigga. How you so I but still sold down the earth, nigga. Niggas won't do it, we can do it on the turf, nigga. Oh Lord, I'm the rookie and the vet. Shout out to the bitches I ain't holding down the set. All up in my phone looking at pictures from the other night. She gon' be upset if she keeps scrolling to the left, dog. She gon' see some shit that she don't wanna see. She ain't ready for it. If I ain't the greatest, then I'm headed for it. Yeah, that mean I'm way up. Yeah, the six ain't friendly, but that's where I lay up. The shit a motherfucking layup. I been Steph Curry with the shot. Been cooking with the sauce. Chef Curry with the pot, boy. 360 with the wrist, boy. Hey, who the fuck them niggas is, boy? OVO, man, we really with the shits, boy. Yeah, really with the shits. I should probably sign a hit, boy, cause I got all the hits, boy. Fuck all that Drake, you gotta chill shit I be on my little mouse drill shit Fuck all that rap to pay your bill shit Yeah, I'm on some rappers pay my bill shit All up on TV, I thought it made me richer Wasn't paying me enough, I needed something quicker So now I'm all in eco basement putting working on the phones Either that or try the money mark to make the pickup Man, it's 2008, I'm trying to paint the picture Comeback season in the works and now I'm thinking bigger I got 40 in the studio, every night, late night Gotta watch that shit, don't wanna make them sicker That's my nigga, oh lord, got a whole lot to show